that was the biggest highlight of this whole series. This tell-all was Mike. Now, a lot of people were questioning this on social media where I don't know what your opinion is on this, but a lot of people are like, so who gets paid for Natalie for being on the show? What defines an emergency situation for you? And it, and and it's like, you know, it's super weird to watch these two interact because you can clearly tell they have some sort of feelings for each other, but neither one of them wants to relent and give in. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything. So sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Fiancé time with my co-host. Hi, hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and we are recapping everything 90 Day, and I know last week I mentioned that I was going to go under oral surgery, but I didn't. I got sick. (laughs) So here we are, and next week we won't have an episode because the Super Bowl weekend is here. I know, I know. I was like, wait, what are they saying? And I think... If you remember last year, it was a toss up. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they want that competition. No, they don't because 90 Day Fiance is viewed by millions and millions of people each week. And could you imagine if it was the Super Bowl and 90 Day? Damn, the Super Bowl has no chance. Exactly, exactly. So let's get into Darcy and Stacey for a moment here because things got heated guys there was no fist fighting there was no um playground fighting it was just what did they do the tit for tat is the little the little saying that they had yeah they had a little tit for tat between the gentlemen here so mike ends up beating the twins husbands and boyfriends and Things got real, real heated here. But before I get into that, Shannon, their cousin, because they all met up at the beach, says that Darcy, Georgie looks like you've picked up similarities from your ex-husband. The long hair, the European look, the muscle guy, the, um, you know, the, the good looking body and everything. But the biggest problem that she had with her ex-husband was lack of motivation, um, lack of finances. And here we have Georgie, again, lack of motivation, because if you really wanted to make money, you could have made money doing whatever. Um, and lack of finances. So Shannon's trying to put it into Darcy, like you are picking the same guy over and over again. Like this is like the the younger version of your ex-husband. And she finally says in her confessional, like, oh my gosh, Shannon's right. I, I never thought of it that way. And I'm thinking, really, Darcy? And it's sometimes hard because, you know, we see Darcy fall hard for Georgie that, you know, it's hard for her to open up to see what's happening. 
And I'm glad Shannon said that straight up because they do listen to Shannon as they're like, they're her, the third sister in this point. Um, they're very close cousins. And, you know, I'm glad she mentioned that to her. So she's telling her, just make sure you keep that in mind because he's, he's lacking motivation. That's what happened to the last one. She divorced her previous husband because of lack of motivation finances. So I'm curious to see where she's going to take this relationship with Georgie. And later on, we see Mike meet up with the guys. Georgie ends up starting the barbecue because, you know, he's like the barbecue man. He's the George Foreman. He wants to feed everybody and apparently makes good food, according to uh, Darcy's daughters, Anna Cohn Aspen. And this guy comes very hot. He's worked up. He's not happy with the twins as men that's in their lives. He wants the twins to have somebody that's going to be there for them, support them, and, you know, have the same goals and ambitions. Goals in full force, wanting to, correcting Florian like, hey, Mike. No, it's not Mike. It's Michael. So you should just call me Michael, not Mike. And Florian's kind of like, okay, take it easy. Like, is that the same thing? No. How would you like if I called you something else? So he just comes in full force. He's trying to get Georgie's attention. Georgie's like, well, I'm on the grill. I'm making barbecue. Like, I can't keep my eye, eye off of it. Like, if you want to talk, you can make an appointment with me on Tuesday between three to four. And I'm thinking, damn, like this guy is just going headstrong, attacking these guys, which I felt like he was over the top, too protective. He should have gave them the chance to talk. And before wanted to talk, but apparently he had to wait till Michael was done talking and set his final period. So that way, you know, Florian can keep talking. And I didn't like that. I just didn't like it. I felt bad. So it got heated because. Michael says, well, I don't like you. You got so many problems. You know, you got some crazy debt. You don't have a job. You're not working. And, you know, what's with the the socks, the money in the socks? What's with this? What's with that? And then, you know, he was tacking just Georgie. Georgie gets upset because, you know, Darcy, why are you sharing this information about other about me? This should be between us two, not everybody else, which I totally agree to a certain extent. Like, you don't have to tell them, you know all the the bad stuff you can just right right why are you keep, sharing that with the world yeah like no one needs to know that and you know he felt attacked by michael and then these two guys having a bad feeling because even florian said i don't care if they're their best friends i'm not going to be friends with him i don't want to be friends with him he's got this bad attitude bad personality so the twins just sat there seeing this all unfold and they're just nodding their heads. And I'm just like, is anybody going to stand up and say, yo, Michael, take it easy, take it down a notch. Why don't we just get to know these guys first before you go headstrong on them? So it doesn't go well as they wanted to. Georgie doesn't want to talk to or even continue cooking. He's just like, you know what? I'm going to sit in the car and I'll wait till we leave. And then the next day, Georgie doesn't want to talk about it. But later that day, Darcy and Stacy host their first casting call for their one race show. And to keep on budget, they decide to fly in the House of Eleven team from L.A. the day before the fashion show. And I'm thinking, is that the right thing to do? 
aren't these guys helping you pick out outfits for the people do the casting and everything they bring um Annika and aspen because you know this is their legacy and if they want to continue on they can so they got to get a feel of what's happening and how they do it and it's not like your traditional casting call like one of the models said this was a casting call that was like super loud and funny and i love the twins it's usually cutthroat you do your walk and you go but these ones just like i'm starting to like the twins i want to do more of this because they make it so much fun so as they're going through their casting we find out that florian and georgie are going to be part of the runway and annika and aspen so they can get a chance and a great opportunity to run to walk the runway at Miami Swim Week and it could lead them to opportunities because you know how the twins are it's all about opportunities and opportunities and opportunities so why not from then on the twins suggest that Georgie and Florian spend the day with Michael so they plan this amazing Everglades tour (laughs) they plan this amazing Everglades tour and so who got eaten by a crocodile that's all i want to know well nobody did oh darn yeah and being the captain of that uh whatever boat you want to call i don't know the specific name for it but (laughs) i think it's a hovercraft i could be wrong but okay he was just staring at these guys like what the heck's the problem? Because he kept referring how it's mating season at the time that they went and, you know, they're very deep, deep underwater and the men are being protective of their women of, yeah. So the female alligators and, you know, if you come across their path, like they get very super protective and, you know, he's going through the story, how what's happening right now in mating season with alligators. So then we see Michael like, yeah, you know, I'm the brother and I just want to protect my sisters. Like I understand I can relate, I can be relatable to, uh, to an alligator and, um, you know, George is like, yeah, you know, I want to protect my woman. Like, uh, if if I need to step forward, like they're trying to use the anal- the analogy of mating season with the alligators between these two guys. Florian's just there chilling like, you know, what? I don't like this guy. I'm just going to sit here and just sit there because his face says it all. He's like, I don't want to be here. And they're just doing it because of the twins. So they try to you know, resolve the situation and kind of just say, hey, let's just forget what happened in the past. And, you know, Mike says in his confessional, I don't want to say sorry. I'm just annoyed that, you know, these guys here are not the right ones for my sisters. Like, I want them to be happy. I want them to be with the perfect guy. And I'm here as the protective brother and I want to be there for them. And they come to amends to a certain point that you know we're just doing this because of the twins they want us to hang out we'll hang out and this is not going to be like a best friend thing and michael really does say if we're just doing this for this then let's just do it for the twins we're doing it for the twins and that's it it was the weirdest most awkwardest like everglades tour of life you even got michael at one point with these two miserable guys beside him doing like a like a quick video for Instagram thing, like, Hey, Oh my God, this is so much fun. And there's like crickets in the background with these two. Yeah. It was pretty hilarious. But next week we see tensions rise high as the hustle 11 team comes and starts putting outfits together for these models. Um, Georgie's not liking his 
his uh, pair of swim trunks he's given to model and Florian does not want to wear flamingos. So I'm just like, guys, if you're given a free opportunity to be on this runway show, just wear what you got, like wear what you're given. Like seriously. I know. First of all, let's put it this way. What model is going to argue with the right? Right. Like if, if you're in a runway show, the designer can dress you up like a whole flamingo and mm-hmm. you have nothing to say about it. Like seriously. Exactly. And we've seen runway shows that are like over the top. So I was just like, this is kind of rude. Like it's your wife and girlfriend's pride and joy. And they're saving them money at the same time. But also this is an opportunity for these two knuckleheads to get into this industry of modeling that they apparently done back home. So why ruin it? Yeah, I don't get that. So that was Darcy and Stacey. Um, It's getting more interesting now because I'm curious to see how this runway show comes together. Um, But next week we see that tensions run high and they're getting nervous and, you know, even the girls, I still can't believe Aniko is 16. She looks super young. And then Aspen's 14, but she looks older. (laughs) That's crazy. Because every time I look at them, like in their confessionals, I'm like, so one looks younger, but is older Then the one looks older look is younger. So yeah, it just confuses me. But, you know, I do have to mention this when they were at the beach and there were the two girls were in bikinis. I really liked that the fact that they blurred like their their butts, they blurred their butts out. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, no, like what happens in this case? Because they're super young. Um, So I guess it was probably either one of them telling them, "Okay, let's. I'm pretty sure they're probably producers at this point on their show, right? Um, that they did that. And I was just like, oh my God, that's that's so smart. I'm glad they did that to, you know, protect them. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that's that's good. I like mm-hmm. that. I like that too. That just made me like, wow, I respect them for protecting their daughters because they're gorgeous, they're beautiful. And, you know, there's crazy people who take snips and snapshots of, you know, people in general and then whatever they use that towards too but i'm glad they did that and that was really nice yeah cool okay let's get into the single life because i felt like i blabbed on too much with uh darcy stacy but it's getting really good <laughs> it's coming back <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the single life the tell all part two. Oh my gosh so, you know, we left off with the J&J and Tim and Vanessa fight. Veronica, I mean, Tim and Veronica fight. Um, and, you know, the weird thing is Sean pulls the cast because they're just hurling insult after insult at Tim and claiming that Tim, uh, you know, showed pictures of Jesse to to 
you know, Jennifer and, and Tim is saying, no, he didn't. Um, and he calls them narcissists and they're just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But Sean pulls the cast and says, well, what do you think about this? And one of the craziest things is everyone thinks that Jesse is being very disingenuous. They're thinking that he's in it for the fame, for, you know, the relevancy that maybe Jennifer's in love, but he's not in love, so to speak. And it was just, this was the consensus of almost everyone on the stage. There wasn't a person that really said, hey, you know, I'm on his side. No, they all said that they thought that Jesse was in it for himself. Which was like, whoa. I I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Wait a second. Is the whole cast opening up their eyes and seeing what we all see? It's like it's you needed that moment that everybody's on the same page. They do call him he's egotistical and he's always thinking like, especially when the the thing that the part of when he's like, oh, Tim, you're posing by an old Ferrari. Listen, an old Ferrari has got a lot more value than you think. And he says he sold it. He doesn't have it anymore. And he's like, you know, I can buy 10 of those. And, you know, I have, it's, everyone said the same thing. He always mentions how many houses he has. Like I have a house in Amsterdam. We have a house in Spain. We have a house in, in, in whatever like country he lists like 10 countries and he's always bringing that up. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, seriously. Yeah. And I think that's really what was getting me is like, he, because even thinking back to when he was dating Darcy and I think he wanted to be with someone he thinks fits the look of his lifestyle, you know, and, and I think that's really what it is, is to him, his lifestyle has a certain look. And right now, Jennifer has that look. Jennifer has that that amazing look that he wants. You know, the beautiful girl, the this and that. But yeah, I I I, I don't know where, what to think about him. You know, and if he is being, you know, kind of fake and phony with her I feel bad for her because this is the second this will be the second failed relationship in the public eye so yeah yeah it was getting too much and I kept thinking what the cast said about how he's there for the fame when we all know that but I'm I also try to analyze the relationship And things kept coming up to me like, let's be real here. Okay, Jennifer did want someone with money, with that luxury lifestyle. She's got it. But does this guy actually love her? Because we see her fall hard for Jesse. But is she falling hard because he shows off that he's got money in a 
in seven houses in different countries. Like, it sucks that she's mostly invested, but is she really? And it makes me question both of them in general because they're both want the same thing like kind of like right, he, needs, right. he needs that arm candy to make himself look good on social media and so he can still gain popularity like i'm curious how many followers do they each have right and i and, and the funny thing is he's trying to claim that they were in cancun but didn't that look like that private island place that they rented yeah when and because i was like oh they went back to the same to the same you know like hotel or bed and breakfast uh, when they and he's like no we're in Cancun right now and I'm like that looks like the same exact place it sure did to me so I'm not sure I'm not sure and she just looks so pensive at one point and she looks very unsure so I'm not I I'm not saying that she's she's unsure of where she wants to be or unsure of this whole relationship. But there are times when you look at her face when he's talking and she's just allowing him to talk. And it's not like there is no no confidence in her on her face. Yeah, because I can buy 10 Ferraris. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guess I, I i guess maybe the nursing home circuit did well for him oh sure indeed and as i'm looking here so darcy's apparently an actor um he has 1.2 million followers he's has a marketing agency and real estate and travel you can shop at a store and get a 50 dollar uh, necklace that's out of string and I don't know what material they're using for that little symbol um, but you can coach with Jesse he's got YouTube video logs you know I'm just putting it out there and Jennifer has 158,000 followers let me tell you something I wouldn't trust Jesse to coach my dog <laughs> like what is he coaching people to do for real like no so coaching uh, so i clicked on it he's got 12.3k um followers he's an international all in coaching body mind um psychology applied psychologist dutch fitness fitness dutch fitness awards winner and i forgot to mention he's a podcaster he's got a podcast coming out Oh, God in heaven. (laughs) So my question for the audience is, do you guys think, what do you guys think about this relationship? Is it for the Instagram frame? Because again, to me, this is all fabrication. It's like, they want to stay relevant. They want more of the viewers. They want more of that attention that they want. Like, uh, if you're buying 50, like the $50 necklace, you might as well go to Pandora and get something better. Like, let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm not buying a $50 necklace from Jesse. Like, I'm I'm going to Macy's. I'm going to a place that, I mean, for goodness sakes, for those of you that are listening, go to Zales. You can actually get 
something for less than what Jesse's selling, that's probably worth a lot more right now because they're having an amazing Valentine's Day sale. <laughs> so, you got it. <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Like, $30 US, you can get earrings, you can get a bracelet, you can get a ring, you can get pendants. Like, come on. Don't pay $50 for a piece of string. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's made out of wood with two holes with the symbol that they created that, oh my gosh. that defines know, their, their love. You know things that you make at sleepaway camp? Yeah, that's what it pretty much looks like. And be far oh, yeah, no, don't, don't pay $50 for that. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Let's move on before we get into a rabbit hole. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um after that you know they they say goodbye we say goodbye to tim and vanessa and believe it or not it is tanya and sinjin's turn to be in the hot seat where they are really talking about tanya's mother comes out and she's they're talking about you know the fact that it seems like Sinjin asked for money for his rent but at the same time he went on a trip on on um to go visit someone or to go to the beach for a day or whatever and he's saying his rent is due now the one thing is that, um, you know, you're still, again, anybody looking to get into this, um, you are financially responsible for this person because you are sponsoring them and you're signing an affidavit of financial responsibility. So, you know... If he can't pay his rent in a way, she is responsible. So you have to think about it. It's like taking on a grown child. Is this something that you want to do? But she finds out because she's like cyber stalking him and finds out that he went to the beach to meet a friend or a lover or some girlfriend or whatever. And, you know... Her mom, of course, is not happy about that, but, and Tanya's like, well, I told you I would help you out in an emergency, in an emergency situation, and it's like, (sighs) really? What defines an emergency situation for you? And and, And it's like, you know, it's super weird to watch these two interact, because you can clearly tell they have some sort of feelings for each other, but... Neither one of them wants to relent and give in, but it's super duper crazy, you know, and Tanya's pulling the front for her mom, like, oh yeah, I told them that I don't think we'll ever get back together, but she's the same one on Facebook talking about, well, you know, we're not really, uh, we're not broken up, we're on, we're in an open relationship. (sighs) Like, girl, please make up your mind, make up your mind. Um... So they also show that first date he went on when he got to Arizona and he decides that he wants to 
you know, tell the girl that he may think about having kids in the future, which you and I spoke about this before when it happened was that he told Tanya he never wanted to have kids. Mm -hmm. He told her mom that he never wanted to have kids. So yeah, he got caught in the middle of a lie and it either looks like he's lying to try to get into the good graces with this woman, which is a possibility, or Tanya just wasn't the one he wanted to have kids with. Or he just kind of felt pressured, which we've seen Tanya. Tanya's pretty a high pressure situation. So, yeah. Yeah, we can't forget when they started dating and he was coming to America. You know, in three years, I want to have children. In three years, I want to do this. In two years, I want to do that. Like, she gave him the timeline. So it sucked for him. And I love how TLC does this. They always put that clip of you saying the opposite thing later on to this girl especially like you know if, if the possibility rises up then i will have kids like you know you just don't know but at the moment i don't want to have any children so and it was it wasn't it funny seeing tanya's face when she saw this girl like you know i want to have kids i want to have this i want to have that it's same i same aspirations as tanya but then we see sinjin kind of just like oh okay all right well yeah, that could be a possibility, but but not right now, but it could be a possibility, you know, and it, it really hurtful too. And it sucks to be in Tanya's position as well, because I'm looking at it both ways now. Like Tanya, right. yes, she was very like, we've seen her very pushy and three years, three years, I need to have a kid. So like in three years, three years. Um, but she also pushed him to his limit of trying to do something kind of reminding me of Georgie you know what's crazy it's kind of reminding me of Georgie he's got that lack of motivation but he wants to do other things he wants to just live that life of not worrying about anything and mm. I'm thinking damn I'm seeing so many trees of Georgie that what's like it's it's not for her like mom comes in and says you know this is not the relationship it was for my daughter like, cause he has no goals, no ambitions. He just wants to live day by day. Right. And that was the thing was, she's like, I hope that my, but one of the things that like kind of bothered me, she's like, yeah, and my daughter's going to give me that grandbaby girl. It's like, okay, but suppose she has a baby boy. Like what the, what the heck is that? Right. I didn't get that, you know. Uh, you're, you, we know you're team girl already. She hasn't even gotten pregnant, but you're already team girl. So it's like, to me, it's like, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. And it got heated too between the both of them, like Sinjin, like, oh, you're going to go that way. We're going to go that way. Well, you know, he was swearing a lot and everything because, again, it sucks being put out there that you can't hold yourself like you can't hold yourself financially you can't stand up for yourself you can't be independent in some that in that way that i'm trying to explain like you know he's being attacked yes you're being attacked but the reality is you borrowed money from her and apparently you didn't give it back or you didn't apologize and he's getting all worked up about it so right. i i'm glad they and they 
pretty much wrap that segment up because I felt like Sinjin was going to grow into an, a line with that crazy brown hair that he's got that, that looks healthier <laughs> than mine, which I'm like, damn, I don't know what you're using, but my hair does not look like that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I know. He's got amazing hair. He's got amazing, amazing hair. So much so that that picture that he took where he's like facing the, he's n- not facing the camera. People actually thought he was a woman. So, right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I, I, I get it. Yeah. These two don't really need to be together. You know, I know Tanya is holding out hope, even though she's trying to pretend for her mom that she's not, but she is holding out hope. It's all over Instagram you know um but dear goodness dear goodness so are we ready to move on to the final couple yes the final single lifer ex couple <laughs> so okay it is finally natalie's turn in the hot seat and this is what the internet was waiting for oh, so Natalie, you know, when she's alone, she always tries to paint this picture of Mike that, you know, he was so horrible to her and she just wants to be this amazing person and he wouldn't let her fly. You know, he kind of clipped her wings and, (laughs) you know, all of a sudden Mike's on the screen and she doesn't kind of really doesn't know what to say, but you can tell that Mike has had enough of her crap. Like, you know, one of the things that I have to give to Sinjin is when he saw Tanya come out, even though that's his ex, he's like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. Can I hug you? You know, he's complimenting her. And it's like, whoa, okay. But Natalie tells him he looks good. And he's like, thank you. And it's all in his demeanor. He's not, he's not feeding into any of the Britney Spears initials anymore. He's not. He's, he's just like so over it. He's so, and then we start to find out things that we, you know, a lot of the blanks begin to get filled in. Um, the biggest thing for me was these two were only married for six months before she moved out. Six months. Nuts. So, you know, she's saying, I tried my best. I did everything I could. And I'm going, you did everything you could in six months. You did everything you could in six months. Like, my goodness, if these two were renting an apartment together, they would have gotten stuck. Like, he would have been stuck with the lease. I mean, for real. Like, so one of the things that she claims is that Mike is dating somebody, but um, one of the things was Debbie confirmed it. And she's like, it's all over the Internet. It's all over the Internet. They ask him, Sean asks him, and he says he's not dating anyone. He says the the picture that was out on the internet was of him and a friend that went out to to like lunch or something. 
So, which, you know, the crazy thing is a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, you know, paparazzi or photographers or even some people that will just capture you when you're out know that they can get a paid by a tabloid or a newspaper or a blogger to get an exclusive picture. So, yeah, they someone snapped a picture and he might have been with a friend. But, you know, he's saying he's not dating anyone at all at right now, but he does now have a an apartment in Seattle And he's saying it's because, you know, we know that the world got turned upside down. And because they cut the workforce where he worked by 50% in order to keep his job, he had to move closer to his job, which means he had to rent an apartment. Now, Natalie's pissed over this because she always wanted to be in Seattle. She wanted to be in the big city. You know, she wanted all this stuff. And it's like, she really, really doesn't, like, she doesn't get it. She's wanting to blame him for something. And I think that's the sucky part is she just wants to blame him for something. And so she starts to speak and it's kind of unintelligible. And the only thing you can kind of glean from what she's saying is, well, why didn't you give me my clothes when I left? And he says, well, I packed all of your stuff for you. It's not my fault you didn't take it. And one of the things that, believe it or not, Jesse points out is he tells her, you know, you you really didn't try. Which, dear goodness, I never thought I'd say I, I agree with right? Jesse, but... <laughs> She didn't. I mean, six months, you can't say you tried everything because if, if in six months you're willing to give up on your marriage, short of it really being abusive and you kind of being in fear of your life. And, you know, she's not saying that she was in a domestic situation. What she was saying was that she had had enough. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want this. She didn't want that. And it's just, like, super duper crazy. Like, she did not give him the time that she should have. And so he let her go the way she wanted to go. She ran to all the way across the country. Like, he's at the top northwest. And she went as far southeast as you could go in the United States. So it's just like, okay, you move all the way across country. I mean, the thing is, she could have gone to Seattle, but no, she goes to Miami, you know, to Florida, and she's out in Florida. And mind you, remember, we just spoke about being financially responsible for a person. So she's financially, he's financially responsible for her. And if you remember from the last tell all, not tell all part one, but the last tell all they were on as a couple, um, Jovi and Yara had kind of outed her and he was actually paying her bills. He was paying her rent. He was, you know, 
she had a credit card that she could use and coming to find out she was like taking guys on dates with this credit card so he gave her a debit card that he put money on you know but of course she's still living on his dime and he decides to drop a bomb well actually it wasn't that the producers dropped the bombshell what they thought they were dropping a bombshell on Mike, but he actually already knew. And to me, honestly, if I knew my significant other was keeping that type of a secret for me, oh, I would have been the nicest person in the world. Because as we've told you, we already knew that she'd been married two times before Mike. But the cast did not know. And so she starts with, well, you know, she looks at marriage as bad now, but she's on the show saying she's trying to find a husband and wanting to have a baby. So do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? Do you, like, in other words, and the funny thing is she keeps saying, you know, she keeps pointing out her age, which now she's 37. Remember, when we first thought, when we first met Natalie, she was 35. So she's 37. She has three marriages under her belt. And she's not even 40. And it, it, it just makes me really, really wonder. Because we've seen Natalie get crazy. Like, really, really crazy. Even on Single Life, we've seen her get crazy. Remember, she slapped Johnny, you know, you know, and her whole claim, you know, are you Ukrainian girl? Are you Ukrainian girl? I mean, come on. It's, it's like, it's super weird. So, you know, Mike drops a bombshell of his own. He is filing for divorce. He's done. He's done with her. He really, you know, he even tells her he wishes her no ill will, but he's done. And I think really what she thought was that he should stay on the hook with, with for her forever. But that is not the biggest news. The biggest news that had everyone on stage, Sean, Tanya, Jesse, Jennifer, everybody, big Ed, everybody. Because they're all when 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 everybody heard this, they were looking at each other. He never filed to change her status. So she doesn't officially have a green card. She's in the in-between status. Now, I know a lot of you are asking, Queen Pen, what the heck does that mean? You know, when they go through the K-1 visa process, the K-1 visa process is for this person to become a permanent resident, meaning that they are applying for permanent residency to become a citizen. Well... He never put in the paper, so she doesn't even have temporary residency. She's not even a temporary citizen. 
And I know a lot of you are saying, okay, well, does that mean she has to go back to her country? Now, there is a weird catch-22. Okay, Angelica, please tell me you are sitting down, you are not moving, and you don't plan on moving in the next few moments. <laughs> tell us. You're so informative, and I'm dying to know. <laughs> okay, so here's something weird. The weird catch-22 is you can apply for a K-1 visa, marry a U.S. citizen, but it doesn't guarantee you the right to stay here. Okay. On the other hand, if you get married to said U.S. citizen and you apply for the visa, it doesn't and or should I say, and you divorce, it doesn't automatically mean that you are going to be deported. You do have a right to file for some sort of sanctioning and apply for citizenship. But in either case, it can be approved or denied. But in the case of... Um, Natalie, she is still here in the United States. Now, until a decision is made, they will allow the person to stay in the country. Now, remember, all of this has been happening. Different states are still in different forms of, like, even New York State. Right now, we are still currently in a state of emergency. So different states are in different stages of their state of emergency. So she may be backlogged beyond backlogged beyond backlogged to get immigration or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily mean she stays. She may be working with a lawyer, which means that now she has to get her own immigration lawyer. And guys, remember, even if for whatever reason, TLC decides to work with her again, they do not fit, fit the bill for this, for legal fees. Every cast member is responsible for their own legal fees. So either she or Mike would have to pay for the legal fees for an immigration lawyer. And if Mike is indeed done, Natalie has to be working or find some sort of funding to pay for her own legal representation. So until there is a decision made, she gets to stay. Um, we do know she is currently still in Florida, but oh my gosh, she has a fit. She starts crying. You know, she starts screaming, bleep Mike. You know, she's, she's tired of this. She's tired of being toyed with, you know, but Mike is, Mike is done. Mike is done. Mike is so done. Mike is done with her. You know, he's he says he wishes her the best. He really doesn't have much more to say to her. You know, he hasn't been answering her calls. He's just over it. And, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. But you can tell by the way she's crying. She really thought she had him on a string. She thought she had him on a string, meaning that for the next 10 years or so, he would be paying for her no matter what she had to do because her biggest gripe was she wrote him and told him 
she needed a car, which was for him, his breaking point. Meaning you're saying you need a car, but you're all the way across the country. I'm not paying for a car all the way across the country. Which I don't even know if that's legal because the car would have to be in his name. So with him being in Squim, Washington or Seattle, Washington, how would, if anyone, if any lawyer or if any DMV person cares to answer this question, because I, I am very curious about that. How would that work? Even if they just decided to stay legally separated, what would that look like? Because now he's on, on the hook for money for a car, meaning he would also have to have insurance in a place that he doesn't live. So, yeah. That's a great question because even here, when you are driving, let's say if I drive my mom's car, uh, if God forbid something does happen, there's, there's like a whole scamble of things, meaning I'm not going to be covered by insurance. My mom gets the stamped on the irresponsible because you lended a vehicle that's not registered under the secondary driver. Um, There's just so many laws in place. So I don't see it. It's going to be a big issue if he were to do that. If he were to buy her a car into a different state, it would question all of these red flags because you're not Michael. You're not the owner of the car. You're not the one registered to the vehicle and you're not the one registered on the insurance. I think it's just plain and simple. Like, I, I don't know how it is in the States, but I know here in Canada, like, God forbid something right. does happen. And, but that's you're screwed. What I'm like, I, I mean, I know, I know people that, that do like, they may live somewhere else and they may work like, okay. One thing that most people don't realize about the New York area, like I've always explained, um, and I've explained this to you before, Angelica, where when you say New York city area, you could be talking about New Jersey. You could be talking yeah. about Connecticut. So there are people that work in New York City itself, but commute every day. So it is not unheard of. And sometimes they actually do have like an apartment in the city just in case it snows or there's bad weather or it's a long travel. So it's not unheard of for them to have like a Connecticut ID or driver's license and for their car to be registered in Connecticut. But at the same time, they have to provide proof should they get a ticket or get an exactly that they do indeed hold a residency there. Exactly. It and makes they sense. Work here. Exactly. So, yeah. But she's not Michael living in Florida or right. working in Florida. So right. that would raise red flags as be Natalie. First of all, she doesn't even have any paperwork. And then on top of that. She's driving, it's like she's driving a stolen car if you think about it. And that's one thing that she's not thinking of. Like Michael could be really, really vindictive. And this also goes back to the visa and the, the green card. Now, if Michael's feeling really, really vindictive, most people don't realize this. Um now, how does it go? The divorce courts are not allowed to contact ICE or immigration. But should Michael be feeling very frisky one day and get big mad, he can then report her to ICE. Damn. So 
yeah, like if he's feeling frisky, let's say he buys the car, he can then report the car stolen and say the last known place was in Florida and provide them because he would have all the information, including said VIN number um, and say, yeah, you know, the last place I know and there was this woman driving and all they have to do is be on the lookout for her and she's getting arrested pretty much isn't that crazy and you know the one thing um he does say because debbie mentions like well can you give her her clothes he's like yeah i don't mind flying over there packing her personal board and everything and just dropping everything off to her and i'm glad and i know it's it's hard like I'm trying to, okay, at the end of the day, Natalie's a sucky person. And for Mike to do what he did, I give him all the kudos and I commend him for doing that because she is a sucky person. That's my opinion. She is a sucky person. Right, she's very sucky. She's very sucky. But the thing, one of the things when he says, I'll pack up her snowboard, like she made it seem like he did absolutely nothing for her. She did not Mm -hmm. bring a snowboard with her to the united states (laughs) like he bought the snowboard for her everything and so it's like you know he's he's she's got all this stuff because of him yeah and do you remember when she says like how about our money uh excuse me natalie i'm sorry but the last time i've checked you did not work or contribute any funds that's not that's not your money you know it gets to a point when both people are like, you know what, it's going to be our money, even though you're going to stay home, but it's our money because we love each other. We're so in love. Yeah, sure. Why not? But since you've been such a sucky person, every single dime that this man's earned is not yours. I'm sorry, Natalie. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, no, it's not your money, Natalie. Not your money. Definitely not your money. Uh, I don't know what to say. I don't know. I really don't know what to say. <laughs> that was the biggest highlight of this whole series. This yeah. tell all was Mike. Now, a lot of people were questioning this on social media where I don't know what your opinion is on this, but a lot of people are like, so who gets paid for Natalie for being on the show? Because it's true. Like she's not a resident, a green car resident. She must've been doing this voluntarily at this point because um, she may have. Remember, if 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 she's been here for a certain amount of time, um, even though she doesn't have residency, she still can get some sort of working papers to get compensated. Because remember, there was a special circumstance also put in for Sinjin when Tanya when Tanya had the accident. So Sinjin was was working even though his status hadn't really changed yet. So she may have been falling into that category where, in other words, you do get a grace period of work or if there is a company, because remember, let's not forget TLC is a company. They are, they have a right to say, hey, we want to hire this girl to temporarily do work for us which means at some point she has to get paid like nobody's going 
yeah, nobody's going to, first of all, nobody's going to, um, to, to allow you to stay somewhere for free. Um, you know, especially with rents and mortgages and everything. So she, they had to become, come up with some sort of, some sort of, and, and, and we knew it was happening because if you remember, even when we started getting word on Instagram that she was going to be on the second season of the single life, they were talking about stuff like hiring people to pretend yes. And we, we already knew this. Some of her friends were not her friends. They were hired. They were hired to Mm -hmm. play her friend. So I'm believing she and a few of the other cast members got paid to promote this storyline. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's a hot mess. yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she got, she got paid. You know, and and that's why she definitely wanted to make the tell all because, you know, it's it's a definite thousand dollar bonus just for the day. Yeah. And I mean, you see how long they're there. So you understand why they get a thousand dollars just for showing up to the tell all. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Oh, my gosh. But and I think everybody I think everybody that shows up to the tell all gets a thousand dollars. So like even extras, so like even I think like Colt, Vanessa, Mike, you know, they all get a thousand dollars. So they're trying their best to show up to the sell all. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fifteen hundred. I gotta double check again. It might be fifteen hundred, but I'm saying they're getting paid for this, which is why I guess, you know, Jesse wants to do it so many times, even if it's just to ask <laughs> Darcy. Oh my god. Enough is enough. Like seriously. So yeah, but that's how that actually ended was with the whole Mike Natalie thing, you know. And we've seen so many memes, the internet like winning with these images and oh oh my gosh, it it was, it kept me laughing for a good time and we're still seeing it. We're still seeing it. We are still seeing it. It's, it's, it's like the whole Jasmine Gino thing. Yes, we're still seeing it. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Let's get into before the 90 days. Um, this episode was nuts. I, I don't even know yes. where to begin. But Well, we had a lot of a couple that we're not going to touch upon. Yeah. Um, that was, it was just a lot of them. And I was like, oh my gosh. I would have rather have seen Ellie and Johnny you know, for this, but no, we got a lot of the couple that shall not be named. Um, <laughs> so, barring that, because, like, literally, they took up, I would say, what, 55% of the two hours? If we're um, going to go with Ben's percentages, I'm going to say 97%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Three percent, so, my God. Okay, so let's let's talk about Mr. Ben. You know, Mr. Dancing, Mr. You know, I'm going to meet Mario. It's time to pull a Lego Dave <laughs> and go check out the local scenery and try oh, to meet gosh. some girl who's not going to show up. I expected him to go find some place and you know start knocking on doors, um, <laughs> but he is like you know he imagining all this stuff and he 
you know, we could dance, we could do this and, you know, <laughs> trying to make himself feel better. But he actually decides that he's going to go to the town where she says that she's from. And he starts, first of all, remember, one thing that I think we in the States and in, in, in the States and in Canada have is when we commute somewhere, like, you know, it's not six hours to get to the next city. Like six hours for us, like here in six hours, I could probably be uh, driving. I could be like six or seven states away. So I wouldn't even, I wouldn't still be in New York state in some cases, unless I'm like really, really driving like upstate near Canada. But it's not, it's not because New York state is pretty big for those that don't know. Um, but for the most part, you're not driving six hours, seven hours, 30 hours to get to one city and still be in the same place. Um, but he takes this cab who is like, first of all, I don't even know if I could be in a cab that long. And how much did that freaking car service cost? Because he started out during daylight, and by the time he got to where he was going, it was nighttime. So he was in that cab ride for some hours, and he starts having a conversation. And let me tell you something. If you're going to pay me to drive you for some hours, yes, I am going to be the most friendly cab driver in the world. Why? Because I am bringing in the ching-ching, okay? <laughs> And he starts like, yeah, so what do you do? And he's like, I'm here to see my girlfriend, Mahogany. And the guy is like, really, I gotta give it. Like the guy, the, the cab driver was like the VIP of this portion because he's like, no, I don't know a Mahogany, but I hope you find her, you know? <laughs> he's playing it real cool. And he's just like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, can you suggest a restaurant? And he's telling him, well, you know, where you're going, there's this one restaurant. I forget what it's called. But Mongolia. Yeah. Mongolia. And it's really good. Um, people take their families there. It's nice to have a romantic dinner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, you know, when, and that's always my suggestion. When you go someplace and you want it and you've never been there, ask the locals. Even if you're just going to a different state, to a different city, ask the locals. Like, they're going to tell you where you can really eat that's going to give you a good meal. So, cool. And we've started to find out that, you know, we thought that that uh, Ben was pretty much slacking on his Spanish, but he's pretty good. So, or at least it's getting better. I mean, he spent enough time in that parking lot that he should have been able to do like a whole Rosetta Stone lesson, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, I can't. You're bringing, you're bringing in the jokes here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like he spent a whole episode in the parking lot of an airport. But, 
Um, so he gets there, he gets and he's waiting and we've seen this and the internet had a field day with this. <laughs> you know, they put, who is it? Ben. Yolanda. And Lego Day. Waiting, Caesar, <laughs> all sitting there waiting, you know, knowing that no one is coming. <laughs> so, the Catfish then, Cafe. Yeah, Catfish Cafe. At least they have good Wi Fi. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's so crazy. They're sitting there, and, and, and he's just like, I know she's going to show up. She's going to show up. She's going to show up. But on the, on the cab ride there, you know, he's supposedly going to the town that she says she's from, but he she sends him a message, even though he hasn't gotten a message from her all day, all of a sudden he messages him back when he tells her the restaurant that he's going to. And she says, that's far away from Lima. Getting catfish 100%. Catfish 100%. Who says that? Who says that? That's like, that's like me saying, oh, yeah, you know, come on, Angelica. I'm going to meet you in Massapequa. And it's like, yeah, well, that's a long way off from Utica. Like, what? <laughs> or better example that we've already seen before was when Yolanda and the Williams was saying, I'll meet you in London. And she's like, which London airport? <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh my gosh. So I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't look like she's showing up next week either. But dear goodness, he's giving it the old college try. And he's talking himself into this. She's going to show up because we have a connection. And it's just love. And I know it. We're supposed to be together. So what everyone thinks that I'm being catfished and I've been catfished before. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. then you are fooling yourself, but you're not fooling the rest of us. Sorry. Yeah, and the Twitterverse went nuts. People posting like Mahogany getting the text messages never showing up because she's coming from Nigeria. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, you know, Ben is so hooked up on Mahogany that unfortunately we all know she's not showing up. But then Cynthia on Pillow Talk was saying, you just never know. Like, we didn't expect Maria to show up for Caesar. It surprised us all. So I feel like there's a 97% chance that she's not showing up. And I know Ben's very like, you know, it's only 3% that she may be catfishing me, but I'm going to say this 97%. She ain't showing up. Well, let's, let's put it this way. I mean, you know, Nicole has 55% of love. So I guess in the 90 day world, 3% is a good percentage. <laughs> You know, you may be right. You may be right. And it's just, I don't know. It makes me cringe seeing him, how he's repeatedly believes like she's going to show up. The text message that she sends saying that it's far away from Lima. Wouldn't you just message her back saying like, what do you mean? Are you from Lima? Like I would have been questioning things. Well, I would have been questioning it from the beginning, but 
I'm thinking I'm going to your hometown, like, right? you know, and I, I would have been like, well, why are you mentioning Lima? I'm going, uh, don't you live in this place? Like, why are you telling me, or are you in Lima? Or like, you're, you need to ask questions. Yeah, not just meet me at the Mongolia a las ocho. Okay, I'm not going to be there a las ocho because I don't live there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, and and I'm sorry, but, you know, she needs to let the cat out the bag already. Like, she, he, it, cousin, it, I don't know. Somebody needs to let the cat out the bag. I'm ready to call Neve and Cammy. Like, you need to help this poor guy. I think we should, because I'm curious. Like, Ben's just nuts. He's so hung over her. Like, I agreed with, I believe it was Armando. You know, he said on Pillow Talk last week, like, you should be just going on dating sites and meeting other women at this point and have fun. That's my point. Like, okay, to me, I I don't, I really don't get it. What, I, what I'm really not getting is, you know, and when your ex-wife says to you, couldn't you meet women in America? I mean, mm-hmm. she's not even, it's, it's, how can I put it? That was such a level of, I'm not even jealous, but could you just have some common sense? Right. And I think that's what really everybody's asking is like, why? Why? Like, he's not a bad looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he doesn't, his kids and his wife really don't have anything bad to say about him, except for he seems a little bit more gullible. But it's like he wasn't a bad person, not per se. So why are you having a problem meeting women in America? Exactly. Like, we we talk about this all the time. Like, how many people live in America alone. I'm including Mexico in this. Um, I'm including the United States and Canada. There's plenty of people across these three major countries. Like you cannot find one. You cannot find one. I mean, I mean, it's it's crazy because you and I often joke like we could go to Niagara Falls and wave at each other. Mm -hmm. But I mean, dear goodness, that would be better than what Ben is doing like I don't get it I don't get it either but you know I am excited for next week because mahogany is not showing up unless and I love watching pillow talk because I'm I'm curious to see what they think of certain situations that pop up with 90 fiance and Kenny said maybe she will show up late but not be herself, like not the one in the picture, be someone else portraying her. Right. He's becoming right. very and optimistic, I mean, but right. I feel like- and that's, mm. that's one of the things that was pointed out. So yeah. there is a girl on Instagram. Um, If you've listened to a couple of episodes past, there is a girl on Instagram claiming that she is mahogany. Um, but it's like a filter, filter, filtered picture um, and then when she shows herself for real, she kind of doesn't look like herself. 
So it's like, whoa, like her filter. If if there was like a boss fight of filters, like she is the ultimate boss. Like her filter level is higher than Darcy's. You mean it's better than Rebecca? <laughs> yep. 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 Exactly. Wow. So I don't know. She could show up and just not look like the girl in the picture. So Armando may be onto something. Yeah. Armando may be onto something. So let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh my gosh. So let's get into Mike and Jimena. Mm. Oh my gosh. So, dude, okay. I love cake as much as the next girl. But I don't know if cake is enough to make me say yes to somebody I previously had issues thinking about marrying. But (laughs) as we know, we left off with Mike and Jimena having this wonderful evening plan because Mike's planning on proposing after he asked her, her, her dad for his blessing. He said yes. They're talking to her and they're talking her into it because guess what? She cannot afford to live without Mike. She can't pay her rent. She can't pay her bills. Mm-hmm. She won't be able to live. Remember, she has, it's Casa de Mike. With all of his bad habits that he blames on his ADHD. But her house, her bills, everything furnished is done by Mike. Yeah. So, you know, she can't afford to live without him. Mm-hmm. But they have this great thing and... In her side interview, he asks her to marry him, and she says yes. So in her side interview, she says, he went through all this effort, and he gave me a beautiful cake, and that's what changed my mind. (laughs) Okay, so, okay, the list of places I am not eating cake. We already know I am not eating cake in Kenya because I might get married and not know it. But now, if I have a beautiful cake <laughs> in Colombia, <laughs> you may say yes to, to a proposal. I may say yes to the dress. Dear goodness, what is going on? Oh my gosh! I'm I'm. Oh, oh my gosh! I guess the farting and the burping. Yeah, everything, the farting, the burping, the blowing, the bookie nose tissues are all out the window as long as you get a beautiful cake. Yeah, and your parent, your parents and your whole entire family eat well. Did you see what they ordered? Oh my gosh. And Mike was pay- paying for all of this. Exactly. Again, sponsored by Mike. Paga de Mike. Um, <laughs> Esta cena era pagado por Mike. <laughs> exactly. They need to cut you a know. break, and you know, like we've heard those commercials before, so they should that's have. They I'm, should have done that. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's like, tiene problemas. Usted necesita una mic. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, necesita pagar un bill. Necesita un mic. So, yes. Translation. <laughs> if you need yeah, bills okay. to pay, call Mike. Yeah, if you, if you have any problems, you just need to have a mic. If yeah, you there we need go. a bill paid, you just need a mic, you know. <laughs> Restaurant was paid by Mike. <laughs> exactly. 
So, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So dear goodness, I, you guys got me scared to eat cake now. Um, <laughs> like, but did you hear it? She says no one else eats the cake. So this one's for you. So it was only Mike and the two kids who had cake. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. But she says, yeah, she's really happy to be, you know, engaged to Mike, which means that her bills can continue to get paid. And he's he's happy because even though the children aren't his, he gets to ha- adopt pretty much adopt two boys. Um, and everybody's happy and dad welcomes him to the family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we see next week, it seems like something's up. She's not answering the phone. She's acting a little different. She's acting a little skittish, you know, and it's been, you know, because she did say, he did say he was going to come back in a couple of months. But remember, she used to date some pretty fast moving men. So we don't know what's up. And especially with her being that far away. Yeah. And I'm not sure because I've been hearing a lot where Discovery Plus is, they either give you more or less of what they air on TV. And also, I don't know if you, uh, what version did you watch first of all the one on live tv or on discovery plus i watched the one on live tv because as everyone knows i like to <laughs> meet with you guys live and see what everybody's saying so hi diana hi Didi, hi colty's movies uh <laughs> <laughs> yes there is a guy on twitter called colty's movies <laughs> so yes hi guys um so yeah no i i actually watched the live tv version so that i can tweet in real time with everyone else okay because on discovery plus they did mention that she was being distant like you said but also she's asked mike uh for breast augmentation to get done and he doesn't want to give her the money ah so I don't know if you got that. I guess not. No, no. So yeah, the Discovery Plus version, she actually, he says the same thing like you said. She's being distant and everything. And she's asked for money for breast augmentation and he doesn't want to do it. And then we see him kind of go back to Colombia, and he's like, Nema, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we will see what happens with this couple next week. Um, who do we have left? So we've got Memphis and Hamza, and we have Gino and Jasmine. Okay, so Memphis and Hamza, which is like hot mess and Hamza. Okay, so these two remember the whole which oh my gosh, Twitter verse for the win. Mm-hmm. I could not get enough of these memes of. Uh, I don't know if I sent it to you or you retweeted it where it says that uh, Memphis talks to him like Cookie Monster. On mm-hmm. I retweeted that. That was funny. So you remember the whole soccer mom Rebecca talk, you yes. know, but well, Memphis takes it to a whole new level because remember 
they missed their her interview and they actually end up having to get a hotel for the night because they had to reschedule for the next day. Well, they wake up, of course, cuddly, cuddly and snug as a bug in a rug, you know, and they're just laying there. And of course, we hear the infamous words that if we hear them anymore during their segment, we would all be drunk doing a drinking game, which is sexy time. You enjoy sexy time? It's like, oh my gosh. But she says, yes, she enjoyed the sexy time. It was definitely better, which is really solidifying for her because of course, of course. Remember, her whole thing is they, if they are not compatible in the jiggy jiggy, she doubts they can get married. <laughs> but, dear goodness, um, I, I think you, me, and Saucaholic should just chip in together and buy them some bananas. For real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so Memphis wakes up and she's like, yeah, and after they have this weird conversation, the first words out of her mouth are, me hungry. Memphis, really? Really? And then she starts listing all the stuff that she could possibly eat because she wants a steak, she wants chicken, and she wants some seafood. So it's like, dear goodness, did did she leave anything off? <laughs> um, but of course, we don't know what time it is, but they managed to, after their long kindergartner conversation that all of us had to kind of, you know, decipher, um, <laughs> managed to make it to a restaurant so that they can get some food. And they're trying each other's plate. She likes whatever it is that he has. I don't remember what it's called. She finds it delicious. And they head on over to the embassy so that she can have her her interview because she has to go in and not him. And But before they get there, one of the things that she starts talking to him about is a prenup. Now, okay, girlfriend, I don't know who lied to you. I know that you seem to be a nurse practitioner, which means that you make about as much money as a doctor, really, really good money. I am so grateful for you. You keep on doing what you're doing. We love you as a first responder and as an essential worker, girl, you do amazing work. Love you to life. But girlfriend, you are not Mark Cuban. Don't nobody wonder what you got. <laughs> I, my jaw dropped when she said and asked him had the audacity the audacity to ask him did he know what it was mm-hmm. and told him that if he did not sign this contract that they would not get married Girlfriend, don't you think you should have sprung that on him before you made the whole thing about the jiggy jiggy and came over here? And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you should. This should have been a conversation. Your conversation should have not been, hey, sexy time. Your conversation should have been, I need you to know what a prenup is before I get there so that if you don't sign this, we don't get married. Oh, all right. It's all right. messed up. 
it is messed up. It is really messed up. And I, at this point, I start to feel really bad for Hamza because he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He, mm-hmm. he, we know that he really wants to come to America, but in some ways, it really does seem like he, he has feelings for Memphis, like some sincere feelings. And whatever feelings he does have are starting to diminish because she's always hounding him. It's starting to feel like, dear goodness, shut up for a moment. I agree with you. I really do. And you can see on his face, he was just like, I can't. Like he, the way he says, I hurt, I'm sad, I can't. Because he's really trying hard. He's expressing his feelings towards her and she's just belittling him belittling him like are you broke do you have any money do you have any savings first of all that i think i would have just told the cab to stop like like seriously what kind of questions are you broke and i'm sorry has she not contact again i have to ask this question has she not contacted a lawyer because she's like i expect everything to be 50 50 this man comes to America for the first, at least the first about year. He cannot work. Mm-hmm. He cannot. So when he gets here, it will not be 50-50. It just won't be. It will be what 97% you, you exactly. and 3% exactly. him. And, and, and that's the crazy part is why do you think that most of the, the, it's like the 90 day starter kit is either a PS5, an Xbox or a PC because all they can do is sit home and either be on the computer or play games <laughs> or in Jay's case, search dating apps. <laughs> but literally, he you know, that could be a new business venture for us. I know we haven't started the app. But maybe we can start selling starter kits. We need to start selling the 90-day starter kits. You're dating a 90-day fiance. Here, please, (laughs) buy this Xbox. But the top tier is the MacBook, definitely. Oh, yeah, the top tier has to be, like, the MacBook. And then, like, you work your way down, and then you can get, like, a gaming PC, and then mm-hmm. the next tier is, like, a PS5, and then the next tier is, like, Xbox, and then we can go to, like, a, a chair Switch or something. A gaming chair? Yeah, and a gaming chair. Like, you can, like, no, no, like, the gaming chair should be, like, the add-on. Mm, like, okay. you know, you can, you can, like, buy, like, the MacBook Pro or a MacBook, and then, like, if they want, you know, like when you order like McDonald's off the app, and they always ask you, like, do you want French fries? Yes. At the end, like that's what you should do. Like, we should, we should do that, and be like, hey, yeah, we know you bought this MacBook, but your your hubby is going to need a place <laughs> to sit. So, how about this amazing, beautiful chair right here? Oh, and you know. We- yeah, we can add the phone too as another add-on because they're going to be on yeah. dating sites searching yeah, you for know, friends. <laughs> we 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 have we have this amazing phone that you can you can either pick from like a Samsung or you can pick from an iPhone and then it already has like pre-installed friends we see we can't call them dating apps. We have to call them like friendship apps. <laughs> 
friendship app so they can meet their friends. And of course it has WhatsApp so they can call home mm-hmm. and it'll just be amazing. Mm-hmm. I think for it's the, a great idea. For the low, low price of whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think 10 grand is a great start. You know, get the starter pack for 10 grand. I'm saying like this is already did it out. Why not? Get the starter pack for 10 grand. 24 7 support hello exactly. okay alien where if you are listening we are willing to split the commission with you we are willing to do like 90 days fiance starter pack gaming machine with the chair for ten thousand. we just need our cut we 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 will be the influencers for seven we will share the three percent i think three percent is our number this year so three percent they get we get the rest I look off a of ten thousand uh, 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 a a a pop. Yeah, we can do three percent. Yeah, three percent. Then we get the rest. Yeah, like, come on. We can do that. We can three percent. Thank you, Ben, for the three percent. It's coming in Thank handy now. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh my gosh! But I don't get her. I don't get her. So she's pushing this poor man is like stuck between a rock and a hard place. She goes to, you know, have her interview and we're going to see where this couple goes because it's just like, she's thinking it went well, but she's now rethinking, does she really want to mar- get married? He's rethinking, does he want to get married? And I can't blame him. Memphis, you seem like a little, I was rooting for her kind of sort of a little bit but she's got really, really, yeah that three not nah, she's more like a two percent <laughs> <laughs> but like she's gotten really really annoying and it's just like ugh so like where, where where's my girl soccer mom rebecca like your man is from tunisia her man is from tunisia you need to talk about this mm-hmm Give her some, 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 you know, 2.0 advice, something that you've learned in being married to Zied, because this is not looking well at all. Yeah, it's not looking not well. Looking well, no, not at all, not at all. So, oh my gosh, but we will see where this couple goes. Okay. And the last couple, of course, we have is Google. Oh gosh. Okay. Before <laughs> we get into Gino and Jasmine, I have to say, despite of the things I said about Jasmine, I'm gonna fess up right now and say I understand why she is as she is after this whole situation. And I do commend her of being able to walk away and I have somewhat respect of her at this point, and I feel bad what she's went through. I felt so bad for... Okay, Mm -hmm. I will say this. I felt so bad for Jasmine. It was horrible. I think, honestly, with... When we get into it, guys, you'll understand, but I will say this. I think he would have been on the first 40 if it would have been me. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, how disrespectful how despicable and how disgusting it was sickening to hear what he actually done and when you talk about it sorry 
to say it was a joke oh it was oh yeah my ex that was the worst that was the worst and that was the worst and I and honestly Jasmine I feel so bad because now it makes me explain why she's so fiery and explosive Latina but I'm curious to see what you saw on live television compared to Discovery Plus because again um a lot of people were saying that it was a bit different and the way they played the scenario okay, so, on, on um, live TV to on live TV. Okay. So here's really, okay. For those of you that remember, remember they went to this Island. He's making up to her for the whole weird debacle. That wasn't a debacle in the, you know, the colors that the pink he couldn't colors, change yeah. on, on his wall being in another country but whatever's whatever. So they go on this trip and coming to find out she gets a message. And this is where we leave off. She gets a message from one of his exes on Facebook because she friended her and started sending her messages and saying what Gino was telling her. Now we start to find out because she originally blocked this woman, but now she starts to find out she unblocks her and tells her finds out what this woman has to say to her and one of the things that this woman has to say to her is Gino has actually this is his ex remember Gino has actually been sending her nudes of Jasmine or or Jasmine sleeping or whatever you know, and he doesn't even remotely look like he feels bad about this. There's no empathy. There's no nothing. He's just like, well, it was a joke. I was telling her that my new girlfriend is sexy and she's hot and she's better than you. First of all, if it wasn't, and here is, here's, here's what I know a lot of people are saying, well, they're nudes. She probably sent them. No, these are nudes that he snapped of her while she was unaware. So this isn't something that she voluntarily took and sent to him. This is something that he took on his phone and then decided to send to his, I don't know if it's his ex-wife or his ex-girlfriend. I just know that she's an ex. And... Jasmine now finds out and she is livid and I can't blame her. Like what kind of deplorable person do you have to be to take pictures of your current girlfriend and send them to your ex-girlfriend or wife and say, hey, she looks better than you. Isn't like aren't her breasts beautiful like I oh it's hard to talk about it and I know that because it's so disgusting like what is the purpose behind that and this is where I watched pillow talk because I wanted to hear what they would say and all of them agreed like how could you do that how old are you first of all you're this is what teenagers do like Armando and Kenny said like that's what teenagers do like, how could you do that to somebody? Like, right. And, and you know, the worst part is, how can I put this? 
this is something that honestly, if teenagers did, they would get in trouble for. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that could have legal, honest legal ramifications if she wanted to. So why would you do that? And I don't know what, because we don't know who, because remember he has multiple exes. Um, We don't know who she is. We don't know her motives behind this. Is this something to possibly get Gino back? Is this something to warn Jasmine? What is this? Because even me being the person having that sent to me, I would be like, what the heck's the matter with you, dude? Why are you sending me these pictures of this woman? Okay, she's your current girlfriend. She might be hot, but I don't need to. This is not something I need, nor do I want. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really not getting his, like, when you say immaturity level, yeah, this is a serious immaturity level. Like, severe immaturity level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was just disgusting, the whole thing. And I, I just, it, it's nuts. And for her to go crazy, I don't blame her for it. She had every right to because it was her, her own body being exposed in that way. And no one should be going through that. It, it's taking pictures without consent and sending them over without consent. And that was the big thing here. And it was just so freaking bad. And I'm thinking, what an idiot, what an idiot, but why? And I still don't understand why she's actually with him. Like I, I'm, it it makes me question like, and and then I was the other thing with the whole, the whole comment about the sugar babies. Yeah. And he admits it on his confessionals. Like, yeah, he had sugar babies before. But he tries to play it off like, I was just looking for female companionship. Dude, there are dating apps for that. You want to have female companionship? There's like, what is it? Match.com, eHarmony, Hinge. There are so many things out there that you can do. How about you just go out to your local restaurant, bar and grill, park, uh, supermarket, library. Anywhere where people meet people, go mm-hmm. to a festival, like go to a food truck thing. Like, come on. I mean, he says he likes to eat. Go to a food truck festival or a food truck event. See other foodies. Like, there are things to meet people. So you can't say, oh, I went to get a sugar baby to have companionship. And let me tell you something, $250, what was, what was the $250 for an hour of her time? Like, dude, you're like a cheap sugar daddy. And, and at this point I have to say, yeah, she's right. She's a beautiful woman. And if she wanted a sugar daddy, she could get the sugar daddy of all sugar daddies. $250, like really dude? oh okay I can't I can't like he's like I I I thought that she was nuts 
but I really feel bad for her. Like, and she did not, that behavior she just did not deserve. She didn't deserve any of it. No woman does. Like, you overstep your boundaries, man. Like, seriously. Yeah, It, it was hard. And of course, with her being angry, she goes into the bathroom and I, I was, it was really funny seeing this part she grabs that toothbrush that electric toothbrush that she got and you know what she's she makes her way to the exit and throws that brush over the bushes and you know what good for her yeah it's it's it was the equivalent because remember he didn't really get her a gift so it, it was the equivalent of you know the woman taking the jewelry and just like chucking it and let me tell you something. When a woman takes a gift that she bought her and throws it, she is pissed beyond all pissivity. Because women will do that. Like they will get so angry at you that we will throw thousand dollar jewelry away. And it doesn't mean that it didn't mean anything to us. It's just, that's how mad we are. Like, we're not thinking at the time. So, yeah, she took the the, the toothbrush and she throws it on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Super weird. It is super weird. Um, but next week again because uh, there's it's popping up more now and i'm seeing it through social media as we're as you were speaking um the differences between the two shows being aired on discovery plus and live tv next week it shows that jasmine confronts gino again and pretty much wants to end the whole thing and find out what was the reason behind all of this i think she cools down and then she comes back and she's speaking to him again i can't i I mean can you blame her because at that point you kind of want to know like what was your logic yeah like really what was your logic i don't know but that was nuts that whole episode that was crazy of course um the couple that was still on television we're not talking about them we refuse to but um we'll see where these crazy cats end up because we still got a couple more episodes of 90 day fiance we're still not sure how many episodes are left because sometimes they give us 15 sometimes they give us 17 we just don't know um but you know what i i don't know what to expect from all of this that happened uh right everyone's on different pages like it's it's just nuts we all know that mike got his proposal but then she's asking for money for breast augmentation memphis (laughs) you know the jiggy jiggy for the second time the boom boom was great and she's rocking and rolling to marriage so (laughs) exactly exactly you know (laughs) what what are we watching but um I, don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> the air is like super thin and people are losing their minds. For sure. And you know what's funny? It's like it takes me back. I know we're over time here, but I just want to mention this. Remember the first time we watched 90 Day Fiance, the very first episode, how innocent and how everyone was so in love and everything. Oh my gosh, yes. Everyone was so in love and it was so amazing. <laughs> 
and everybody just found their perfect soulmate across the world Mm -hmm. and now it's like this train wreck of weirdos (laughs) pretty much pretty much all right guys we're gonna have to wrap this up but before we do coupon queen tell everybody about your new podcast well, of course, you guys know I am still doing CQP moments, so please don't forget CQP moments. But I'm also doing Queen Pin and the Wingman 100% Authentic with my other co host, Rich Jalenza. So, yes, guys, we talk about everything from lifestyle to budgeting and affording the lifestyle that you want. And it's all fun and light with, of course, some life in the middle. So, yes. So, guys, don't forget to check that out. And, of course, don't forget about CQP Moments podcast. And next week, there won't be an episode because there isn't any thanks to the Super Bowl. Um, So we'll be back the following week and I will be in more surgery recovery. (laughs) I know, I know. So we, we will... But of course, guys, remember, happy Valentine's Day, because we won't be talking to you for Valentine's Day. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day. And there will be a three year anniversary episode special uh, for a little bit of everything with me, which actually lands on Valentine's Day. So it's pretty funny. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have an episode of Kim's Convenience coming out this Friday. So mm-hmm. so don't forget to check that out. And of course, thank you to everybody. Thank you for your lovely messages. I'm doing well. I'll be releasing an update episode this week. But thank you guys again. And see us on Friday. Well, hear us on Friday if you're into the Kim's Convenience. And if not, until the following week after the Super Bowl, we'll be back on the 90 Day Fiance train. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And that's all we have for now. Bye, guys. I'm Anthony. And I'm Jessica with the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Hey, it's your boy, Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queenpin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Ken, a.k.a. The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. Yeah. And you're you listening, are to you listening to, to a little, little bit of everything, everything with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.